1: Looking to jumpstart your career? Start with the city of Norfolk, Virginia. You'll earn competitive pay, outstanding benefits, and a $5,000 sign-on bonus. Start your new career today at norfolk.gov slash VA jobs. Restrictions apply.
2: Is it acceptable to go to Mickey D's just for a drink? <laughs> of course it is. But good luck leaving with just a drink. It's more than a drink. It's a Mickey D's drink. And right now, a small minute made slushy is just 159 So all you have to do is choose a flavor, like the tropical mango or strawberry watermelon, and enjoy like it's meant to be enjoyed. Prices and participation may vary, cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.
3: Let's do Mark Henry first. Let's just jump right in.
2: Got it.
0: Cue the music. everybody, and welcome to another edition of the longest episodic running podcast. His, uh, how does Michael Cole do that? It's corner-to-corner yeah. corner wrestling radio. <laughs> Michael Cole, I'm not, I guess.
3: <laughs> well, I mean, you would think by now you'd have like a you know a, a little index card or something.
0: You know, tape it to the, maybe, tape it maybe to the screen. Maybe tape to the computer. Yeah. You know. <laughs> I figured I'd try something different, you know. I need, You know what I need? I need somebody yelling in my ear. That's the only way I'm going to get it right. So it's got to be yelling in my ear. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I need? What's I that? Need,
3: uh, I need for these people that are compiling all these uh, lists, you know, like best match of the year and tag team of the year and weekly rankings across the globe. Mm-hmm. You know, to keep it up. The Sports Illustrated Wrestler of the Year and all types of this stuff. This is good stuff. This year, 20, 2021 started out pretty good with this shit.
0: stuff. Damn, we're not even, we're not, we're not 120 seconds into the show.
3: <laughs> Man, it's kind of like uh, what the Browns did to the Steelers in, huh? uh, 14 seconds. Ooh, ooh!
2: That it, was 14,
3: I think it was 14 seconds, they scored, they scored a touchdown. Yeah. I'm on Brown's stings. time right
0: now. <laughs> well, it's unfortunate the Browns couldn't really, you know, pull through. I believe the phrase is a lady of big old Cleveland steamer right there on the 50 yard line. Ugh, way to go, guys. The Chiefs appreciate you, that's for sure. Although, I mean, yeah. come on. Was it kind of a foregone conclusion that the Chiefs would go back this year, you think?
3: Um, I mean, I kind of thought so. This week I was kind of hoping the Browns would squeak by somehow. I
0: I honestly, I wanted to see, I wanted to see Washington and Cleveland. I wanted to see an underdog Super Bowl. Because, come on, what better story would there have been? Yeah, true. 2020 sucked balls, we all know. And to have two just complete underdog teams battle through adversity and make it to the Super Bowl that would have been huge I'd have been okay with that oh
3: wow I uh, just had a picture on my Facebook about a divorcing couple dividing up their beanie baby collection oh in
0: court in <laughs>
2: 1999
3: damn and so the uh, one attorney is at the desk you got I guess the two X's are on the floor it looks about 200 200 plus beanie babies. And they're kind of like, you know, I'll take this one, and I'll take this one. (laughs) One, two, one, what is it? One one for me, one for you. One, two for me,
0: two for you. (laughs) This one's mine. (laughs) And this one is also mine. (laughs) Oh, man, as you can hear, two-thirds strong. Rob will be hopefully joining us soon. I understand that he is... uh, uh, he's, he's got some issues. He's got some key issues. The yeah. key, the key to success, Rob, is to hold on to your keys. I know you can hear us. We're thinking of you, buddy.
3: But Put in your pocket—that's what they're there for.
0: I mean, really, don't leave him in the car, in the truck. Don't, don't leave. Anyway, <laughs> we don't want to kick him too much while he's down. So, Brian, hey, Hard to Kill was this weekend. Had a lot of good stuff to talk about. AEW's Dynamite uh, New Year's Smash Night 2 this past Mm -hmm. Wednesday. Uh, SmackDown decided they were going in a different direction, which may turn out for the best. And a late entry that we're going to start the show off with. Ryback, as we know... And we all know that we're all huge fans of uh, the silverback himself, Ryback. Um, mm, 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 mm. Wait, wait, want wait, the wrench? Wait, wait well, well, I don't know what do you're talking you about. Wrench. We
3: want the wrench.
0: Nah, we're not doing the wrench. We're doing the wrench? Okay.
3: We're doing the wrench next weekend if you keep it up.
0: <laughs> Here it is. Here. Damn, that sounds brutal. Sounds like it would. Oh, but as I was saying, I digress. Ryback has been very vocal. About his displeasure with WWE. Very vocal about his displeasure with the business. Uh, And frankly, he's just been vocal overall about his desire to see, I guess you could say, something different. And while I can respect it, I can understand it, and I can even appreciate it. um, There's a lot of people out there that really have had enough. And one of those people is, well, let's face it, he's a Hall of Famer. Let's go to Busted Open Radio and hear from Mark Henry himself. This is, a, this is a nice little quote. Check this out. A lot of his peers looked at him as
2: difficult. A lot of his peers looked at him as dangerous. Yeah. And yes, we talk about it on this show all the time, that it's a show. It's sports entertainment. Of course. It is a reflection of sports. We don't you- use the term fake. The championship is the championship. It's not a prop. And he's wrong. I've been a world champion in three sports. And I consider pro wrestling one of those. But it was the politics that got me to the top. It was the fact that I'm damn good entertainer. Because entertainment is in the name, the job description. Ryback can't take away what I achieved. There's no way that your bitter ass, and I'm talking to you, Ryback, Mm. your name is not Ryback, but whatever your name is get a mark your real name skip whatever it is you are wrong every wrestler that sees your face should walk up to you and say hey you're an asshole <laughs> and i hope you know how to fight for real because you know and i know there's a lot of people that will whoop your ass if i saw you i would tell you hey man you're an asshole."
0: Well, and he goes on for another uh, sixty seconds, just literally eviscerating uh, Ryback. But it just goes without saying, a guy who has voiced his displeasure—we'll put it uh, nicely—about the industry as hard as Ryback has. You know, hearing him get called out, it was—it was one thing when CM Punk did it because I think we all had the impression that CM Punk was just unhappy. He wanted out, and I understood it. I think a lot of us respected it. In fact. But, you know, at the time that he did the interview with Colt Cabana, quite frankly, he was just upset. You know, he was venting. And and I, I think that made sense. But now it's been six years, right? Seven years almost. And we're still hearing stories about a guy who was unsafe in the ring, who was clumsy, who was hard to coach, hard to mold, and who has literally bit the hands of every single person that ever tried to help him feed himself and feed him family. Anybody that ever tried to feed him more is literally getting smacked around verbally by Ryback because he's unhappy with the state of the industry and his treatment within it. Mark Henry, on the other hand, says, Nope, nope, it's your fault, Uh, Skip. Which, I love that comment. (laughs) Skip. Skip. Brian, from a... An objective point of view, because I would think the voice of reason when it comes to rationale on this show has got to be you. When you think about Ryback, Ryback. I mean, you got a guy who had a lot of potential. Um, he had a very unique look and presentation. Some people compared him to Goldberg. I understood that comparison, but he he was unique. And he did bring something different to the table. Is, is Mark Henry right to cut him down the way he has?
3: do this and be, uh, nice about it, uh, yeah, you're damn right he does, um, so, I mean, literally think about it, right, so there have been a few people throughout the history, course of time, that, you know, they, they leave, and they're just so bitter you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But, I mean, Ryback is literally taking it over the top. Especially when he first left. Uh, he's been kind of quiet lately.
0: Thank uh, God. Or, yeah, or
3: maybe I just haven't, you know, seen anything. But, um, yeah, I mean, he, he was, to me, he's like a one-trick pony, you know? And... He's upset because he got kicked to the curb, and, you know, apparently Vince isn't the only one because, I mean, he hasn't really done anything in the how many years?
0: Uh, since he left. I mean, Ryback left WWE in 2016, I believe. His right, last... so we're going on five years. Yeah, and then you figure he was the pre-show stopper. Mm-hmm. Which we actually thought was pretty funny when he did that. Um, But at the same time, it speaks volumes for the character of a guy that just can't get out of his own way. I mean, remember, his departure was so public. He was was saying basically, hey, you know, I'm going to wait for Vince to call me. Mm. You know who else is still waiting for that call? Hulk Hogan, so he can come back and wrestle. CM Punk, so he can come back and wrestle. And guess who he hasn't called yet? (laughs)
3: I mean, <laughs> no, I, I I think we're wrong on CM Punk. I think he probably calls CM Punk about once a week. And maybe hey, Punk's I'm like just no. checking, I'm, I'm just
0: checking up on you. <laughs> Is it okay? yeah, hey pal I can get for you? <laughs> How you feeling about uh you know main eventing with Triple H? Oh uh, I don't think you can say that on on the phone, man. That's that's really <laughs> unnecessary, pal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
3: I, I mean there Literally, and again, so we all know that, you know, I do have a little disdain for the WWE and some of their practices, right? No, Um,
0: come on, Brian. No, you don't. uh, No, you don't.
3: However, comma, (laughs) if I was a pro wrestler and made it to a pay-per-view, I think I'd be okay with... Even the pre-show. I would think so. I mean, especially if it was the right opponent and, you know, we had a little talk and we're like, well, let's just set the world on fire now Mm -hmm. and kind of screw up the whole rest of the paper.
0: Right. Right. I mean, think about it. Ryback, that match. Okay. That's the last time we saw Ryback on television. That match. He took on Callisto, a stout talent, U.S. champion at that time, and he lost. But Ryback actually still was performing by that point at a high level. He wasn't horrible in the ring. Yes, he was dangerous, but he wasn't horrible. And it just it hurts me as a as a fan to see a guy t- sell themselves so short because they're just not willing to be. I don't want to say humble. I, I think they're just not willing to be honest.
3: Yeah, but I, I, again, I don't think that he's selling himself short. I think his ego, yeah, you know, is like his bicep, it might be a little too large, and he <sighs> not, cannot.
0: I thought you were going to say dirty, but you know, no, same I'm, difference.
3: You know, and again, he's not—he's not the only one that you know started a career and been on the skyrocket, only to let that ego get involved and you know you just plummet to earth
0: mm-hmm. well I mean and, and guys do that all the time you know there are wrestlers that and we're gonna watch this we're gonna transition over to hard to kill there's wrestlers that have such unbelievable amounts of talent and they do such a tremendous job but then as they finish up their run somewhere they just can't resist that urge to just burn a bridge. And I get it. Sometimes you have to. Sometimes you feel like you can, you can do no wrong. And the fans deserve an explanation from you. An example where that's not needed. Would have to be from last night's Hard to Kill. Never let it be said that Corner to Corner is not a fair and impartial show. We represent all sides. Think about it. Brian is the predominant AEW fan. It's, it's, and, it's And independent wrestling, I would say.
3: Soon to be Impact, yeah. Okay, okay. I'm, I'm digging Impact right
0: now. I'm somewhere in the middle. AEW, WWE, and everything else. Kind of. Rob is on the other side. Not really in the AEW spectrum. Likes WWE predominantly. And has a profound respect for the old days. Like all of us do. But... What we saw last night, and what we've seen over the course of wrestling history, is how the evolution of certain gimmicks and characters take place, one of which is the cinematic match. Thank you, Matt Hardy, for inventing it, by the way. In the concept of it, it typically delivers something that you know for a fact you would not see in the squared circle. For example, the Karate Man and All Ego, Ethan Page. Now, Ethan Page considers it to be uh, something that was funny and that would pop fans. Uh, I, for one, was not impressed. Um, And you know what? Having spoken to Mr. Page himself, I feel comfortable saying this without really having concern of the potential blowback from somebody whose nickname is All Ego. Um, That was the single stupidest wrestling segment I have ever seen. And let me just tell you, I watched Katie Vick as it happened on Raw. I've seen a lot of stupid crap. <laughs> but having the Karate Man rip out the heart of all-ego Ethan Page, spoiler alert, I'm sure you're all concerned, was the stupidest thing I've ever seen. And then they publicly go out there after the show's ended, after the pay-per-view is done, and basically blame Impact Wrestling for lazy editing. Um, Ethan and, and I am not an expert with this. Before I say this, I just want to be perfectly clear. Your green screen work is horrible. And the fact that you thought this comedic whatever shish kebab you call it um, was deliverable for a wrestling pay-per-view really speaks volumes for the size of your ego.
3: Can, uh, can I take just a second?
0: Yes, go right ahead. Uh,
3: the statements made by one Stan Grub- are stand grubs and stand grubs alone, and do not necessarily. Um, what's the word I'm looking for here? Reflect. Reflect the thoughts and um, of corner to corner and um, Robin
0: Brian and new dot com. and, and
3: new attitude, media.com. There you go. I have to HR I, called. I had to throw it. Out. I
0: appreciate that. We do have to put that disclaimer out there every now and again. But the craziest stuff happens in wrestling. We know. I mean, come on. This is a profession that saw a character called Bastion Booger. All right. So we already know the tongue is firmly planted in the cheek, right? I get it. It's supposed to be funny. But after years of watching the North deliver such compelling, exciting tag team wrestling, to see a guy just, eh, it's my last appearance. Let me phone it in dude really and i'm glad he's taking a break from social media i'm sure he'll still do the uh, searches of his name when he logs back into twitter and respond like he usually does and that's quoting their tweets and then making fun of the people's profile pictures real classy by the way um but i gotta tell you, you you do that enough people are just gonna not be interested and the, they're going rumor right now, Brian, and this really amazes me, but apparently AEW and WWE are both extremely interested in him. I don't get it, but okay.
3: Well, I mean, other than uh, the things that get in your crawl, I mean, he's a good wrestler, right?
0: Mm-hmm. He is.
3: He um, was part of... You know, the North, which held the, what, the Impact t- Tag Titles for the longest, I think it was right, the longest reign for the Impact Tag Titles. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, In their company history, yes.
3: Yeah, and, you know, I can't believe I'm doing this not to, um, like, uh... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? Not to, um, oh, that's it. Uh, take Paige aside here. But who's to say that uh, Impact didn't just hose his ass over?
0: Hey, 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 hey. The fine upstanding people in the offices of Impact Wrestling have done no wrong ever. It's not like they've ever refused to pay their people or anything.
3: Right, but, you know, so, I mean, again, I'm sure Paige didn't cut the video. I'm sure Paige didn't edit the video. I'm sure somebody in Impact had to watch the video, and somebody had to approve the video, and, you know, uh, something tells me, because, again, so, like, I watched, I'm pretty sure all of the pay-per-view except for this particular match, right? I just couldn't get into it, so I didn't watch it. But I'm sure uh, – what's his name? Uh, uh, I'm drawing a blank. <laughs> um, the guy that played Oklahoma. Um,
0: oh, Ed Ferrara.
3: Yeah, yeah. Isn't he running things up there?
0: Uh, Scott Demore. Oh, okay, um, Scott
3: Demore. There you go. Yeah, That's yeah. the word I'm looking for. I'm sure he sat down and was like, uh, this is the greatest thing ever. In his mind, he's like, yeah, this will fix you, you little shit. <laughs> and there you go. I mean, again, I mean, I mean, honestly, you you have, you're not doing him any favors with that. And why would you? He's leaving your company. At a time where you're trying to dig out of the hole that, that you were put in
0: mm-hmm.
3: you know, for so many years.
0: My previous management. Yes.
3: Yes. And I mean in all honesty, you know, if if he had re signed with Impact, I mean look at what we could have gotten as far as worldwide attention. Oh, yeah. The North and, say, the Young Bucks. The North and FTR, because Lord knows they were trying to set it up. And, you know, that got thrown against the wall. Uh, any number of other tag teams they have.
0: Well, and, you know, hopefully Josh Alexander continues to do well. I think he will. Um, outstanding performer in his own right. But... Well, you know not
3: a, not not an appreciate
0: uh well yeah he's not going to do himself <laughs> any favors by that that's for sure <laughs> uh you know but and i wanted to make sure that we got the the quote unquote negative out of the way because frankly uh hard to kill was a great pay-per-view last night um i feel like impact has been and i said this on twitter earlier this afternoon um impact has done a lot of tremendous work and and hey Brian, we all can admit that we have put that nail in their coffin more than, more than enough. But to see them continue to live up to the pay-per-view name and be truly hard to kill, it is impressive. In um, their partnership with AEW, uh, Don Callis, if he's truly the brainchild behind that, him and Tony Khan, then hey, kudos to both. Because that is some out-of-the-box thinking that they put together. And last night really delivered in a big way.
3: Yeah, so, again, I only had – I mean, I don't know if there was a match before um, the the pre-show. The, the Oh, my God, I can't believe I'm drawing a blinker. Uh, Alexander and um, – no, I can do it, right? I can spit <laughs> Do uh, it. Anyway. Go. Yeah, yeah. I'm not <laughs> sure if there was a match prior to that. Mm-hmm. But So I wasn't impressed with the pre-show, and again, I I only looked at that cinematic match twice,
4: Mm -hmm.
3: one to see a punch, and the next time to see uh, the Karate Man holding out a heart. And I was like, nope, that's (laughs) enough for me, I'll wait and enjoy the next match. Um,
0: To which I say, I contend that he never had a heart and shouldn't have been in the ring.
3: There you go. Hey, hey bro, hey, hey, let it go. Let it go.
0: Hey, man, buy my T-shirt. Let it go. <laughs> um.
3: Anyway, so, yeah, I mean, top to bottom, uh, other than two, you know, slip-ups, I really enjoyed it. I mean, to the point that I was, uh, you know, uh, on the Xbox, and, you know, I had it on on the side that, eventually, I was like, nope, let's just cut this off, and let's watch, you know, Watch the paper, view on TV.
0: So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I feel like, uh, I, I feel like with what we've seen with Hard to Kill, hey, I, I don't have trouble saying that I'm glad to been who to have been wrong all of the times that we've said that they should just close the doors, um, because last night was was good stuff. I mean, I did not catch the pre show. Uh, so, I missed actually Madison Rain's announcement that she was retiring. Um, I feel like uh, when it comes down to performers in the knockouts division, but also Impact Wrestling's commentary department, um, you know, damn, what a loss by seeing Madison Rain retire. Congratulations to her on a hell of a career, but uh, wow, what a loss.
3: Yeah, um, so they announced it on the pre show. And then somebody gave her flowers, and the screen kind of went to, uh, like, one of those, um, um, you know, filler screens.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: And then, off for mine anyway, and then I sat there for about five minutes. Uh, it would have been nice to have gotten a retrospective mm-hmm. somewhere along the way. I think she's probably earned it. Oh, um,
0: definitely. Yeah.
3: But, yeah, I mean... Hopefully, the rest of her life will be, you know, just as um, world class as, mm-hmm. as her wrestling career. I
0: mean, if you think about it, from women's women's wrestling, she's performed on every major stage before AEW became AEW. Um, she wrestled in Japan through Impact. She wrestled for WWE for the Mae Young Classic. She, uh, of course, Impact and TNA Knockouts Division Tag Champ, Women's Champ. Um, the commentary she did—I've I've been singing her praises for months of just how great of a job she does because she knows exactly where to draw attention during a match, and um, I'm—that's what I hope to be able to do when we go back to work for UCW when things get back to whatever normal looks like. That's what I hope to be able to do as I continue to grow. Um, and so yeah, I really... I
3: mean, as long as I'm at the table, anything's going to sound good.
0: Well, there you go. I mean, so. hey, if the Doctor of Desire is there at the table, what the hell? Why Why? why am I even there? Why am I even there? Yeah. They right. don't need me. That's right. Hey, <laughs> what? That's not nice.
3: <laughs> it would be alright.
0: <laughs> uh, but, hey, they did bring in some really good commentary last night. Um, And I'm hopeful because the talent they brought in uh, really helped make the show even better, and that was Matt Stryker and D'Lo Brown. A definite upgrade in the terms of uh, commentary.
3: Yeah, so I stopped watching Impact. And I think I... Rob may have held down a little bit longer than me, but I stopped watching Impact... Because of uh, Josh Matthews, yeah, when he became that bad guy,
4: mm-hmm. you
3: know, and to, you know, again, this is it's it's kind of like a manager that thinks he's the star of the show,
0: <laughs> and we hate that.
3: Yes, that that that's absolutely ridiculous when you. When you, as the manager
4: mm-hmm.
3: or the commentator, think you have to be so much of a heel that you then take away from the in-ring product, and I'm not talking like managers in the past that might, you know, use a foreign object or mm-hmm. you know, stick a hand in there and trip somebody up or you know, any dastardly thing down at ringside. I'm talking about those individuals that literally, you know, you could be sitting beside Hulk Hogan and you're going to try your damnedest to get that camera focused on you and the hell with Hulk Hogan. Mm-hmm. And that's not the way um, it should be. I mean, especially with a commentator who thinks he's the biggest heel in the business. Who Didn't he become management or something?
0: Oh, my God. He was... Uh, no as a heel i don't remember his storyline all that well so i probably am the wrong one to ask
3: no but i, I think that's i think somehow or another he was like management or making decisions and it, and josh you're okay if, if at the table you you're josh mm-hmm don't don't try and be some monster heel. Right, Be- right. Because literally, and I'm sure I'm not the only one. When he became, when he started really distracting from the in-ring product, I said, "Nope." Click, and I turned it off, and it's been off until just recently. And I'm sure I'm not alone in that. I'm sure there's you know <laughs> plenty of people that did that.
0: Well, in all fairness, a lot of that also stemmed from the fact that Hogan and Bischoff was there and they were literally stomping on the balls of every wrestling fan yeah, by I, making I fun of this them. Was,
3: I think this was after they left.
0: Well, yeah, his heel turn was definitely after they left. That's yeah. true. Yeah.
3: yeah. This, I mean, this. I mean, I literally survived the Hogan-Bischoff era. I survived, uh, I want to <laughs> say I even survived Dixie Carter.
0: Yeah, that was where I hopped off the train was Hogan and Bischoff. Yeah,
3: I, I mean, you're talking to a guy that... that Literally, when we went to Florida uh, back when the when they were in the Impact Zone or whatever they called it at uh, Universal, mm-hmm. convinced his wife and his in-laws to go watch an Impact show because <laughs> he took
0: he took it's a thing. small world away from his kid. Let's go watch well, it. No, Katrina, <laughs>
3: Katrina was born yet. So my know, daughter was born. I know, but I was it was, yeah, it was, again, my in-laws who were God, probably in their 60s at the time, maybe late 50s. Yeah, uh, my mother-in-law, who absolutely despised her, you know, wrestling.
0: <laughs> Way to make a home run with the fam, buddy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, But again, it's
3: like, hey, let's go, you know, let's go to Impact. I was a faithful Watcher of impact until Mm -hmm. Math, you know, Josh was like, "Ah, "I'm evil,
0: Josh." (laughs) Wait a minute, whoa, 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 rewind, rewind. What was that, evil Josh? What? Evil Josh. Oh (laughs) shit Okay, evil Josh. I can do that too. (laughs) (laughs) Oh wow.
3: And again, I don't mean I don't mean anything bad, mm-hmm. right? Because Lord knows we've called shows.
1: Hurry into Mattress Firm. For a limited time, save up to $500 when you get a king bed for the price
2: of a queen or a queen for a twin. Plus, get a free adjustable base with qualifying Sealy purchases up to a 4 dollars value. Or get up to 60% off America's top-rated brands, like Sealy Queen mattresses starting at $279.99. Or
1: sleepies at $169.99. In stock for fast delivery. Only at Mattress Firm. Restrictions apply, see store or mattressfirm.com for details.
0: Oh, 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 O'Reilly! This is Sarah's O'Reilly Auto Parts story.
2: Driving cross country with two young children is ambitious, to say the least. Then our check engine light came on. We pulled into O'Reilly Auto Parts and they tested it. Turned out it was a faulty sensor. They referred us to a great mechanic just down the
3: street, and we were back on the road in no time.
4: Oh, 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 O'Reilly.
3: Auto Parts. And there have been times, you know, where I get to play a certain part that I'm more comfortable with. and But God bless people. Sometimes you just got to tone it down. I'm not paying to see you. I'm paying to see the in-ring product. If you're... I mean, if you don't have it in you to be a great heel, don't even try and be a great heel. Be yourself. Only turn up a notch or two. Now, I'm sure somebody's listening, and it'll probably change, you know, Virginia goes back to...
0: Yeah. (sighs) There's still a part of me, there's still a part of me that just one time, just in the right circumstances, in the right corner of an arena, just a a swift, you know, right to the jaw.
3: That that, that is not a mission for you.
0: No, 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 not that guy. Not that guy. He was just doing, at least he had earned the right to have an ego. I'm talking about the other ego. There's a lot of egos out there, man. No,
3: no, no. no. Your job, your job has nothing to do. Should have nothing to do with any physicality. Because there's a chance, there's a chance with you that if it goes wrong, you'll never recover. <laughs> you <know laughs> <what I'm saying? laughs> like, you'll shut down. You'll walk to the other corner of the room and, like, just plop right down and put your thumb in your mouth. and we'll Oh, wow.
0: Wow. We'll ha- we'll really? Really? Denver's oh, okay. Okay.
3: Damn. Now, Western State is is a mental hospital just for people that don't
2: know. Right. I, right. I
3: think it would affect you that much. If you went to swing and, like, you, he ducked and then he catches you. <laughs> even just a brush, you know, even just – y'all could, like, slap like <laughs> –
2: Wow. He, uh, wow. He
0: tags,
3: he tags you one good time and you get that little tear in your eye and you'll never recover, man.
0: Wow. You know? mm. Wow. Okay.
3: Okay. You should leave the physicalities for other people,
0: yeah, okay
3: <laughs> or or you can find somebody hold his arms that way that way you can pull off the punch without without missing. Wow if
2: you
3: miss if you miss you're gonna get it. you will never it down.
2: I would
0: probably be the guy that would just try to talk him into throwing the first punch.
3: Well, that's the problem. That, that's what I'm talking about. So y'all would y'all would be there for like 45 minutes,
0: <laughs> going back and forth. Yeah, oh yeah, forth. yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> and then
3: and then I'd be like I'd be looking around and find find the window on the street. Be like, look, I'll buy you a bottle of liquor. You go over there and punch both of them.
0: Bump <laughs> fights. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Jesus, and I've done it before. Damn. It's, it's, again, this again, this, this, I got an experience in this, Frank. Right? So, you know, back in high school, uh, you know, two guys, they kept going around the skate rink just throwing, you know, shoulders at each other and
0: we're waiting. Throwing shoulders. You know? Them some yeah, badasses, waiting, man. They're throwing we're shoulders. <laughs> and
3: nothing happens. And then at the end of the night, we're all outside, and somebody looks at me and says, Give me five bucks, I'll go punch him in the face. I'm like, Oh okay, fight's on, here's five bucks. <laughs> Might have even been ten. I don't I don't remember.
0: I'd be like, Bro, I'll give you twenty. <laughs> he go, just he do goes it. over,
3: drops him right in the face, boom. Guy fight's him just like brushes off, looks at him, turns around and walks away. <laughs> like, ah, what the hell? Where's <laughs> the fight? I mean that was that was literally like that would have been my first time as a promoter you know what i'm saying promoting the fight and it, it didn't go nowhere god how the world could have been different if only they had fought jesus <laughs> yeah, but i can see it i can i can see you too just like nah. for 45 minutes just going back and forth the whole time you got your hands up you know, like it's
0: some 1920 style <laughs> box. Come on, put them up. <laughs> I'm going in a circle like I'm oh, making a bicycle. Swear, come <laughs>
4: here, don't you. You hold still.
0: <laughs> Why, you little. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm crying. It's funny. It's <laughs> funny. <laughs>
3: that is All right, so let's talk some All right,
0: so we started off the pay per view itself <coughs> starts with Tennille Dashwood, Caleb Conley against Rosemary and Crazy Steve. Um, so first off, Tenille, uh Emma or whatever you want to call her has gr- cre- greatly improved over the course of time. Um, glad to see her back in the ring. I know she's had some health issues before, but honestly, the whole match, I was just happy to see Rosemary and Crazy Steve because I, I love that pairing. They're very charismatic. Um, and to me, it just I, I was just happy to see that. So it was kind of cool to see Decay back up and running.
3: So, I, I did like the fact that they put Decay together uh, going into the pay-per-view. Um, I did like the fact that um it was intergender Mm -hmm. and when i say intergender like not that they would be forced to tag out right um i think all parties involved handled themselves very well um i do like um dashwood i really like rosemary um
0: i mean how can you not like teneal dashwood good lord
3: then, uh you know, I, I'm still waiting for one of these times she pulls the whole Emma thing again, dude. <laughs> the little hand thing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that stupid ass music.
3: <laughs> yeah. Oh, you would be. She needs to do it one time, and then like get Rosemary's face and flick her off. <laughs> <laughs> uh. So, but I mean, they the so, There's been a little bit going on here, a uh, couple weeks. Mhm. Um, but they, I mean they're just like polar opposites too which was kind of kind of cool
0: now in the, the course of the matchup it was really to me the, the teamwork was on the advantage of uh, decay they come away with the victory after the green mist gets nailed on uh on Caleb Conley Steve hits him with the diving DDT and uh the rest as they say is history great matchup
3: yes I I I will say, too, that I absolutely love Crazy Steve's tattoo on the back. The, the like, face. Oh,
0: yeah?
3: Oh, uh, yeah. I thought that was very – that's a very well-done tattoo.
0: Um, I, I feel like Decay was part of what made the Broken Matt Hardy saga so good way back when. So to see them back up and moving is good. I'm curious where they'll take it now if we've seen kind of the last of it or if it'll be kind of a full-fledged run. But uh, they still have so much mileage, I think, out of that group.
3: Yeah, well, I think I think you're going to get probably <coughs> a run out of it because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, of course, Rosemary's been palling around with uh, Taya. And I think her contract's up soon.
0: Oh, you mean the love child of John Cena and uh, Dana Brooke.
3: Hey, knock it off. I'm, I swear to God, you're getting, <laughs> you're getting two.
0: Two. <laughs> two pipe wrenches, to the, wrenches to, the, to, the to the To the face, yeah.
3: <laughs> the first one you're not even going to see coming.
0: Oh, fabulous. As soon
3: as you start walking across the parking lot, I'm going to just zip it at you. <laughs> like in dodgeball. <laughs> Dip up, dodge, dodge. Doing. <laughs> Right in
0: the mush. <laughs> Oh, I'd be done. I'd be out. I'd be like, Ugh. What happened to Stan? Well, he zigged when he should have zagged. It didn't go well. Yeah.
3: I guess that'll have to be the next movie I show my daughter. We watched <laughs> Napoleon Dynamite. Now it's time for Dodgeball.
0: I kind of want to know, what was her reaction to Napoleon Dynamite?
3: Oh, we laughed the whole time. I love funny. that movie.
0: Yeah. Idiot God.
3: We're, we're getting my wife from Uncle Rico shirt. <laughs> <laughs>
0: What did they think of LaFonda? Go. <laughs> <laughs> all
3: right, all right, all right. Back to article. We're getting all over the place.
0: So uh, we it's had an old school back. rules match, a six-man tag. By the way, what the hell does old school rules mean? Does that just mean it's if I count to five, you get disqualified? I mean, what the hell?
3: Mm, I don't know. What was the match?
0: So we're What's talking true? Eric Young. Oh, you talk
3: about the uh, uh, um, Tommy Dreamer Rondo. Yeah. And
0: Cousin Jake against uh, Joe Doring, Cody Deaner, and Eric Young.
3: I would imagine that the stipulation was probably put in there as a way to make it appear that Eric Young and them weren't going to cheat.
0: Yeah, well, that went a whole heaping, heaping lot of great. <laughs> um, I love Eric Young, man. I love watching him, I, I and I have such love for Tommy Dreamer, but... Both of these guys, in my opinion, still, still to this day, I feel like Tommy Dreamer could do a main event run, and still just be tremendous.
3: And I get rid of that top knot.
0: (laughs) Yeah, he just just cut your hair, bro. Just cut your hair, bro. (laughs) Cut your (laughs) hair. Look, man, I had to accept I was going bald. Okay, (laughs) you can do this.
3: Yeah, I can't wait for that. On the next UCW,
0: Tommy Dreamer. Oh, Stan, you got an interview. Ah, shit. I'd be like, Mister Dreamer, um, sir, that would go only slightly better than the first time I met him, where I did but didn't call him a dick for turning down an interview. <laughs> wow, you don't remember? No. Okay, so awesome wrestling entertainment does their their pay per view night of legends. Which we are going to be doing a watch-along, I did find. It's all on YouTube, thank God, so we don't have to pay anything. <clears throat> but anyway, so we, we're, we're at the meet-and-greet. We've talked about it quite a few times. We met a number of different people, but there's Tommy Dreamer. And I'm like, man, I'm so excited. I get to finally meet Tommy Dreamer. Now, previous to this, I had asked Tommy three or four times if he would be able to, able to do an interview for um, the show I was doing at the time, which was this very ring. Yeah, you can find it over on uh, archive.org. And eventually I'll be loading it up on the website. Anyway, he, of course, respectfully declines. He's busy. Um, <clears throat> finally, I get him to respond to me one time where he's like, let me check and see what I can do. And then he ghosted me. Never responds. So we get there. We're doing the meet and greet and everything. I'm like, hey, yeah, I guess we just couldn't get schedules done. You know, never did get a response back from you, but it's really cool to meet you. I'm a huge fan. And he just looks at me like with this like deadpan look like, okay, and? Right, move along, kid. I got a lot of autographs to sign. It was the most awkward, non-socially awkward moment for me in meeting a, a big star. Because I was will- ready and willing to talk to him. And I think that's what act- actually set the stage for me to start getting more and more nervous meeting big stars. Because he shut me what down. The hell, what the hell your problem was? Oh, man. you know what it was? Honestly, I'll be—I'll be the guy that says it. I was really a jerk to him when I met him the first time. I mean, I really should have been nice because here's this guy—he's signing autographs in the middle of a, you know, this dingbat town called Fishersville, Virginia, which was po-dunk as hell. And
3: uh, once again, the statements by Stan do not necessarily reflect the. Uh- Thoughts and opinions of Corner Corner, New Adventures in Entertainment, Rob or Brian.
0: (laughs) So, (laughs) when I went up to him, I mean, what 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 I should have done, what I should have done, done it's just been like, hey, thanks very much for the autograph, and I should have just kept it moving. (laughs) I should have never said anything. It (laughs) It was really sometimes your filter. It was a dick move. (laughs) Yeah,
3: sometimes your filter goes (laughs)
0: inky. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. Um, but I digress. Back to hard to kill. Um I don't under what are what is the point of Cody Deaner turning bad? Not that I'm explicitly Uh, into this storyline, but why?
3: I think it's I think it's simply to give um Eric Young a stable. To me he's he is like really super good um by himself but when he's got three or four people with him He's that much more dangerous.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's for me watching. um, For me, watching what Eric Young does, I I have to agree because with um, when he was part of Team Canada as (laughs) as like the non-Canadian member, he was really funny and he shined doing that with his comedic role. With of course uh, sanity, he was tremendous there. Um, mm-hmm. So I mean, I feel like he does shine when he has that kind of a role.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he's he's just to me he's more maniacal, more um, dangerous. I mean, to me, he's just more dangerous mm-hmm. when he has when he's surrounded by people. I mean, look at look at uh, so he comes back. He what, wins the title, holds it for a bit. Somewhere in, uh, somewhere along the way, Joe Doreen shows up, which I think was after he lost the title. Um, so now you've got the, you know, this crazy bald dude and Joe Doring who's just a mountain of a man. And it's not good enough.
0: Right. <clears throat> <laughs>
3: they They got to go get the, Crazy cousin from, you know, by God, West Virginia. And,
0: uh. What well, were you trying you to say something against West Virginia there?
3: No, no, I'm just saying. You know, I don't know. He could be Kentucky. It's probably more Kentucky or Tennessee.
0: <laughs> oh, so you're saying it's really them people? Yeah. Well, no, the I didn't The thoughts say, and opinions of, of uh, one brother. <laughs> <Boston laughs> like Damn it. The Damn the it. He turned it all around. <laughs> No, as soon as you said them people, I was like, oh, here we go. And what do you mean them people? What the hell?
3: <laughs> so <laughs> anyway, I, just, I think he's more – I think he's just more dangerous. Yeah, yeah. In, in a
0: group. Uh, let's see here. And then we get to Jessica Havoc and Nevaeh <laughs> taking on Kiara Hogan and Natasha Steels for the vacant Impact Knockouts Tag Team Championship. And to me,
1: this is – With the new Chevy Silverado, you might be driving in this – but with the Silverado's redesigned interior and large infotainment screens, it'll feel more like this. Introducing the new 2022 Chevy Silverado. Find new upgrades. Find new roads. Chevrolet.
0: where the pay-per-view really, really got moving.
1: What a great tag match.
0: These women laid it out there. Um, and honestly, by this part of the pay-per-view for the FTW Prediction League that I'm in over through Facebook, I was pissed because none of my predictions were going right. But I was glad to be wrong about this match because I liked, I liked the finish and I enjoyed the winner. It was pretty cool.
3: Yeah. Um, Hogan and um, God bless. Steals. Him. Yeah, so I really liked him. I think, I, I hope, I guess, would be more appropriate that these tag titles will stick around for a while that little group or tag team is only going to get better. Oh, yeah. And they're going to come, there's going to come a time where I don't know if they would rival, like, the beautiful people. But you can almost see them just getting really nasty um, and being just a very good tag team. <laughs>
0: So, I was uh, today years old when I learned that Nevea is actually heaven spelled backwards. I didn't know if you were aware of that, but uh, Uh, yeah. Yeah. Congratulations. Welcome. Welcome. (laughs) All right. Um, Hey, you know, one of the things that stood out about this matchup that really, really continues to impress me is Jessica Havoc. Um, I always try to be careful. Jessica Havoc is a bigger girl. Put it this way. I um, definitely wouldn't categorize her as like overweight or fat, but she's bigger. She's thicker. Thicker. Thank you. There's the word. Um, But her movement in the ring is very, very fluid. And she is really crisp with just about everything she does. So whether she's selling or whether she is just delivering punishment, it looks so good. And it made this match even better.
3: Yeah, but, I mean... So I've been a fan of havocs since she made her impact debut.
0: Mm-hmm. It very
3: was probably true. The first time I saw her, from the the outfit to the to the gas mask,
0: mm-hmm. very cool look, very unique.
3: Yeah, um, but I don't I don't recall really ever seeing a bad match with her. Normally, she's pretty spot on. Um, and she's just, she's fun to watch Mm
4: -hmm.
3: and, um, the, the, her partner, um, I'd almost like to see them one time come out like dual mask or something.
0: That would be actually be really freaking cool. Yeah. Hopefully we could see, you know, a rematch with these two teams because I, I loved it. Um, I wouldn't mind seeing no, a long-term sure program will. with them.
3: Yeah, I'm sure you probably will. It's only a matter of time. I mean, that was for for the finals of a tag team tournament. That was pretty good.
0: Mm-hmm. So, of course, new tag team knockouts, tag team champions, Kiera Hogan, Tasha Steele, after a fisherman's swinging fisherman's neckbreaker, uh, Kira Hogan picks up the victory for that team. We go from there to the surprise of the night that. Uh, wow, I didn't see coming. Um, I'm a big wrestling figure fanatic. So is Brian. So is Rob. We, we get into it. And I've, I, I stay pretty well plugged into the Major Wrestling Figure podcast. It wasn't too long ago that they had the Good Brothers on. And during their interview, basically Zack Ryder, Matt Cardona, basically acknowledges that he's pretty well retired, waiting for a few key matches. And that's kind of it. It's just says his catchphrase of always ready, and that was it. So I had no idea that he was coming out last night. Um, but it comes out looking jacked as always. And frankly, um, while I guess I can't really blame him if he truly is, you know, retired, just working selected dates. Um, damn, I'd like to see him have an actual main event run.
3: Um, yeah, but I want to say, so like when he um, first came out, he, I think he pretty much said that he was not going to get tied down.
0: Right. He did. He did say that.
3: <clears> that so he wanted to, uh, you know, uh, enjoy travel, so to speak, to go to different places. Mm-hmm. And, um, so, I don't know. Oh, sorry. <laughs> um, what I'm are you sure. doing? <laughs> uh, I can't tell you. Um... You know, who, who knows if he, if, you know, if that statement was accurate or if he's just blowing smoke, mm-hmm. right? So, because, I mean, think about it. If he, had, if he comes out and says, yeah, I'm going to impact, then you kind of expect him. Um, you know, I, I can very easily see him being the type of guy that, you know, is in this place for a few months. Shows up at this place for a few months. You see what I'm saying?
4: Yeah, yeah.
3: <clears throat> and just enjoying and trying to make money like some of the rest of them did. Because I think he, I think he's one of those that could probably, <coughs> you know, do that. Could run the independent life and probably make a lot of money.
0: Well, and I feel like he has. Uh... Maybe he feels this way. Maybe he doesn't. But in his mind, maybe he just feels he doesn't have anything to prove. In my mind, it's not about proving it. It's about, in honesty, being rewarded for the work that he does. And I feel like Zack Ryder only had but so much mileage left. I feel like they were never going to move him up regardless of what he did. But Matt Cardona, on the other hand, the sky's the limit. One of those guys where if he had truly stayed in AEW, I think not only would he have competed very well, but he'd have been at a top-tier level within some time.
3: Yeah, but who, again, who's to say he won't?
0: True. Right? Very true.
3: So yeah, maybe he wants to get his feet wet. Maybe he wants to, well, I've tried AEW. Let me try Impact. Let me go mm-hmm. to New Japan. Let me see who, where I fit in the best. Let me see, you know what I'm saying, where yeah. I get the most money. Mm-hmm. Where I can get the coolest action figures, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, you know, because I think he's at the point in his career that he can do that.
0: And and in this rate, with apparently he's got a another match brewing between uh, Ace and uh, Madman Fulton. Uh, I think we're going to ultimately see Myers and Cardona against uh, Ace Austin and Madman Fulton. I think that's what we're gonna see.
3: Yeah, I, th- I think you're definitely right there. I was kind of expecting it last night.
0: Yeah, I kept waiting for Myers to come out, and I don't know if he just wasn't there, or no, he was
3: there because he was on the pre-show.
0: But he was on the pre-show. Okay, okay. See, I didn't catch the pre-show, so you got that. Yeah.
3: that and, one but me. you don't remember me talking about it. Or- well, you
0: talked about Alexander, so there you go. Uh, do, That's what I get do you for paying not attention. listen to
4: me. Do you huh? not pay attention?
0: Well, what was that? What were we saying?
4: To- <laughs>
0: so, from Cardona's uh, very shocking debut, which uh, turned out really good, to an X Division triple threat match that was really fast, hard to keep up with. Um, and I still contend that Chris Bay could be the standout X Division champion before the year is all said and done. Um, I really enjoyed this matchup. But I gotta say, I liked that uh, TJP wasn't just, just TJP under the mask. That he actually had the face paint and kind of a different character. That mm-hmm. was cool. I, I actually, I really liked that.
3: Yeah. Um, I like what they've done with this storyline so far. Um As far as, um, you know, the the whole manic thing that's been going on, Mm -hmm. probably a month now. Um, you know, who's under the mask and Mm -hmm. all that, all that craziness. Um, I I see. I think Chris Bay is eventually moving up, and I think he's probably moving up faster than um, we know. Hmm. Um, I, mean, I I I think he's stand out in the X division, but I think they would they they need somebody like him at the top.
0: Yeah, I feel like uh, while Rich Swann is very very good, um, and I think we've already seen that Moose as has been able to step up. I I can see that there's definitely room. For Chris Bay in that in that in that level,
3: mm-hmm. um, I mean again, I I think he's got star mm-hmm. like written all over him. Um, he's very
0: comfortable on camera, very comfortable with a microphone. His delivery in the ring is very smooth. Um, it reminds me his work reminds me a lot of how honestly he honestly reminds me a lot of how Rich Swan was when he first debuted in the cruiserweight division. Up north. Mm-hmm. Or I guess it's down south for the Canadian Impact Wrestling. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so, yeah, I, I mean, again, there, you know, somebody like him doesn't come along, but every so often. Very true. So I, I can easily see him, especially with Swan. I think it would be easy transition um, for him to get the title off of Swan.
0: Yeah, I mean, with Rich Swan... Unfortunately, a guy like him is as short as he is—not as short on talent, but as just as physically short. Um, people will look at that as a as a uh, detriment, even though it's not, and he will ultimately get pigeonholed out, which is just kind of how that goes. Well,
3: I mean, apparently, we know who is looking at being short as a detriment. Way to go, Stan! I mean, Once hey! Again, the comments of Stan Grubb <laughs> do not reflect.
0: Uh, hey, vanilla midgets, you know, all of that. Dogs and cats living together. Mass hysteria.
3: I, we're going to have, I need, I'm going to have to get a button. <laughs> you need to install a button. the button over here <laughs> so every time you get on one of these rants, I can hear you, but I can hit the button so they can't hear you.
0: <laughs> <Boop>. <laughs> uh, so, winner, still Impact X Division champion, Manic, into the Impact Knockouts Championship, where Diana Purrazzo, escorted to the ring by Kimberly and Susan Young. Uh, that's not Sue Young. That is Susan Young. Get it right. Taking on Taya Valkyrie. Um, first off, very good matchup. Uh, Taya Valkyrie continues to be impressive in the ring. Uh, Diana Perrazzo what... Do you want to talk about a, a miss for WWE? Letting her go? Huge mistake. Huge mistake. Um, because having her matchups against, say, Oscar, Charlotte, Bailey, Sasha, dude, just to name a few. So, yeah, huge drop by uh, NXT and WWE, and, uh, now she's shining like a big, big star, and I, I really like the matchup. This was exciting. It was active. You saw some interaction between, uh, between Kimberly and, and Sue Young, Susan Young, excuse me. Uh, attacking. Who was the guy that was out there with, um, was that Crazy Steve and uh, Rosemary that were out there fighting on the outside?
3: Well, I mean, everybody got tossed.
0: Right, right, which was hilarious because Susan Young is taking, I guess she was filming it on her cell phone? (laughs) Like, she's a Karen, like, I'm calling the cops, look, this is what's happening.
3: (laughs) Yeah, um, glad
0: that they – because – hold on. <laughs> Taking care of business up in there. You know, looking at uh, this matchup, one of the things I really did enjoy was seeing Perrazzo and Taya, the way they went head-to-head and just really pulled out all the stops. I mean, we saw fujiwara arm bars. We saw big backdrop drivers that – uh, the one that Taya hits towards the end of the matchup really actually looked like it could have hurt Peraza really bad, but thankfully it didn't.
3: Yeah, um, these two match up uh, really good, I think. Um, Peraza, you're right though. The WWE clearly missed its mark on that. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, now they get to pay. Um, yeah. You know, I, I think the, the match, um, while maybe not being the most technically sound thing in the world, mm-hmm. showed a lot of, uh, uh, I would say, kind of like uh, like brutality. I mean, there were a lot of, yeah. you know, stiff um, punches and everything. Uh, the one um, where Ty... Uh, uh, almost drives paraza through the through the mat there um, when she stomps on her back
0: mm hmm yeah
3: um, yeah um, All I could envision with just
0: a vertebrae snapping
3: yeah yeah but I, again though I do like oh, uh, that uh, the they are like showcasing uh diana Right, I don't think she's yeah. had anything, like, or not had, but like looked at in a light other than her being champion. You know, since she came.
0: Yeah, and this is one of those times where you, you said it best. Uh, WWE, yeah, they definitely missed the boat, and they're gonna eat they're gonna eat this because Perazzo is only getting started. When you mm-hmm. really look at it. Her matchups, if as they continue to go, um, we're going to see another match between her and Taya. I'm confident of that. Her and Tennille would be a great matchup. Um, as we continue to see the growth of Kiera Hogan and Tasha so we'll probably see matchups there. Havoc and Peraza would be good. I mean, there's a lot of potential for solid matchups to go for years, not just the end of this year, but years.
3: Oh, yeah. Um, because, again uh, to to me impact they know how to showcase their women mm-hmm.
0: um, they always have yes, and
3: I think that they they found the right one yeah. at least to carry them forward um, for now
0: now if you're if you're looking or keeping track at home and looking at the air order or the match order. The next matchup was, of course, the Karate Man versus Ethan Page. We already talked about that. So, after that, you want to talk about brutality. Um, I'm not a fan of Sammy Callahan. I never have been, but holy shit, this match was brutal. These guys, um, they beat the piss out of each other and left it all in the ring. And I was damn impressed by the toughness of each guy. Not that there's ever been a question as to how tough they are, but damn. What a brawl um i I'm one of those fans that misses the American wolves. They were so good in ring of honor and very good in impact when they first debuted. but Davy Richards leaves Eddie Edwards has to pick up the ball and man what, at, he was he was phenomenal on his own. he was former ring of honor champion for a reason but uh wow this matchup between him and Sammy callahan what a what a way to go,
3: yeah. So, I don't know if I dig all the bob wire. Um, for me, there's just, you know, things that can go wrong. Mm-hmm. But I will say that I think they used it appropriately, if that makes sense.
0: They, There's a, a certain bit of uh, over-the-topness to, you know, the way they set up the ring. Um yeah. If you're going to have barbed wire, have it all all over the ropes, not just one side. And if you're going to have, you know, props, weapons, don't make it comedic by putting an N64 controller there.
3: Well, you know, but, you know, sometimes.
0: Um, <laughs> I mean, like, I was like, so wait, what? That's a controller?
3: I, I think the setup was okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, it kind of caught me by surprise when... Um, I looked up and when they showed the ring it only had one side of the cage.
0: Yeah, I was like, like "Wait, what?"
3: What? <laughs> and uh but then it, you know, then it made sense. Yeah. Again though, I mean, so in a match like this, I think you can like bleed your opponent like stuck pigs, right? Yes. I mean, you can go so far out left field that you know, you just create a bloodbath. Um, but, again, I, I think when they used the weapons, they were at the right spots. It made sense. Uh, you know, even the controller thing. I mean, they're, but what I mean is there's the one time where both of them have bob wire mm-hmm. on their fist. Right. You know, and, you know, they're, they're one goes to punch and the other one blocks it and then, the other one goes to punch and is blocked, and then now we got to test the strength, and you know, eventually, <laughs> yeah. you know, but you know, we've seen, you know, similar spots before, but and sometimes they're, you know, right, other times, you know,
0: not you're so almost
3: much. Like yeah, uh, that's that, what are y'all doing here?
4: Mm-hmm.
3: And again, I think the whole match. Uh, was set up nicely and everything was used appropriately and although I was kind of worried when he hit the uh, that chain or whatever. Oh, throat
0: uh, first over the and, chain, yeah.
3: Yeah. Because um, that, you know, that has a way of like ripping a shoulder
0: because
3: mm-hmm. he catches it underneath the shoulder and um, or at least it looked like that for me, but you know, something like that could very easily rip a rotator cuff.
0: Well, and, and then there's always the possibility of your body just not reacting right overall. I mean, how many times have we seen guys get dropped neck or throat first onto the ropes for like a 619, and we've seen in the past uh, where that just went completely sideways? Right. So, we're, I mean, I'm glad that it, thus far we've not heard of any injury, uh, right. but, you know, that could have definitely gone gone wrong. If they weren't careful.
3: Yeah. And, and again, you know, there it wasn't – so there was violence, but it wasn't like unnecessary
0: violence. Right, right. No, this yeah. this feud, this matchup was deserving of the feud and the, and the way it went. I, I was – I'm not disappointed with how the matchup went. Like I said, yeah, yeah. Sammy Callahan actually really did well, and I felt that Eddie Edwards did. And if this is the close to their feud, then so be it.
2: Yeah, I
3: mean, you could almost see with these two, from what they've done in the past, with the, what is it, the baseball bat in the face.
0: Yep, which is what originally caused me to not like Sammy Callahan in the first place.
3: Yeah, I mean, that was, uh, that was, that had to be the absolute worst. Mm-hmm. When I say worst, I mean, like, just jaw-dropping. Right. <laughs> um, holy shit moment
4: mm-hmm.
3: <coughs> you know to see somebody like I mean it appears literally whacked in the face with a baseball bat because I mean it screwed his face up
0: Mm-hmm. could have um, killed him
3: sure and um, they easily could have like pulled out thumb and yeah. light bulbs and you know just gone so far over the top with this that it wouldn't have made sense but I, I thought it was very good for, uh, um, like, a hardcore match.
4: Yeah.
0: And, of course, Brian, we have him here. We are joined by the third member of the Triple Threat, Rob Hefner. What's up, Rob? What's up? How's it going, man?
1: It's going.
0: <laughs> Hoping you keep finally...
1: keys in the pocket?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's keep them keys, bro. <laughs>
1: they were in my pocket. That's how they fell out in the car.
0: Oh. Jeez.
1: That's awkward. Put him in my coat pocket, got out of the car, It's like, uh, I don't feel keys.
0: <laughs> Shit. <laughs> uh, Rob, we are finishing up our discussion, as you've heard, on um, impacts hard to kill last night. We're coming up on the main event here. Um, you know, of course, get in where you fit in as far as uh, your thoughts. Um, but here we are. We're at this. Get in where you fit in. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I I wish I could keep keep take credit for it, but I can't. I stole it from uh, NFL on Sirius. Anyway, <clears throat> we're at the main event. It's Kenny Omega and the Good Brothers. Some would call them the Bullet Club, possibly, against Rich Swan, Moose, and Chris Sabin in a six man tag team match. We would find out midweek that Alex Shelley was unable to perform. Now it it read like it was a COVID issue, but we still to this day, I still don't know for certain if that's what it was. But as it stood, it was Moose, Saban, and Swan against the Good Brothers and Kenny Omega with Don Callis in their corner. Uh Brian, why don't you take lead on this? Your thoughts on how this matchup started.
3: So what do you mean by start? Well, just
0: your thoughts on the matchup. We'll just keep it simple. Oh,
3: okay. Um, so I think, I think we should back up some and also put in there where Callis runs in the moose in the back and, mm-hmm. you know, uses the whole contract thing. Uh, we did kind of forget that little segment. But anyway, so flash forward to the main event. Um, thought it was very interesting that they dusted off uh, not BC gear. Not club gear, not good brother gear, mm-hmm. but it was bullet club gear. Um, and damn you, Kenny Omega. That's the one bullet club shirt I've always wanted.
0: <laughs> the Halloween one? Really?
3: The Halloween one. Yeah, so I can remember, just not to get sidetracked, but so I can remember when, the, when I first started paying attention to the bullet club shirts. And they were first like going on sale, right? I think that was one of the first ones. The the pumpkin, I think, was one of the first ones. And then, so I missed that one. And I got one of the uh, maybe third or fourth ones uh, where it's uh, BC for life, I think, on the back. Mm hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't know what it was about that stupid pumpkin one. I always wanted that pumpkin one. And damn you, Kenny Omega. And and, and you being the, the the best in the world right now, thinking you just wear whatever Bullet Club shirt you want, just pulling it out the closet. He's probably got 20 of them. Bastard. Oh, sorry.
0: Wow. Uh, the thoughts and opinions of uh, Brian do not <laughs> necessarily
4: reflect that. <laughs> but, but yeah, so they,
3: you know, they donned, like, straight Bullet Club paraphernalia. So, Kenny in the shirt. Uh, I think uh, Anderson had a jacket. And, of course, uh, Big Gallows straight up just had Bullet Club, like, plastered across uh, his singlet and his pants. Um, so, there's no doubt, you know that either they're thumbing their nose in New Japan or we have a working agreement between AEW Impact and New Japan.
0: Well, I mean... The hinting and dancing around of it seemingly ceased this past Wednesday um, as Bullet Club was just totally said multiple times, shown multiple times, logos, all of that. Any copyrighted or protected material um, was definitely out the window at that point. So, it was evident to me, at least at the beginning, I'm like, wow, I guess they really do have an agreement in place. But then again, I don't know, how does that work? Are you... Like, if you're in Japan, and you have the the trademark of that in Japan, does that carry over to the United States?
1: Not always. But... That trademarks are, you have, they are continent. I think, like, you can get it, but you have to get it in other countries too. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, like, if you want, it's like you may have to patent for this here, but then it has to be intellectual property, is what it is, you know? Mm-hmm. I think it. But, But I I mean. nothing
3: about patent law, so. uh, Something tells me, though, because it's not like the first time we've had this kind of uh, um, situation with the New Japan Bullet Club shirts. Mm -hmm. And I want to say, like, last time, um, they kind of dried up. Because, you know, when Cody and Omega and Paige, Young Bucks all left. Um, New Japan really took a disliking for anything Bullet Club to be shown over here, and there has to be something because I, I really don't see where Vince wouldn't have capitalized on Bullet Club.
0: Well, and that's just that's what I'm thinking because <clears throat> you have a majority of the original Bullet Club in your hands, you know, literally on the same roster, on your payroll, and you don't ever take advantage of it, not even once? Yeah. I mean, yeah. you have
3: one of the original members. Yeah. Well, actually, two of the original members. Valor, mm-hmm. uh, you know, when he was Prince Devitt, and Anderson.
0: Mm-hmm. So as far as the matchup itself was concerned, um, you know... There are times when it comes to Moose where I'm just like, eh, you can take him or leave him. But in this matchup, we got to really see just how strong Moose really is. Um, He hit a collar slam, kind of like the rock bottom, on, I want to say it was Gallows that I about popped out of my seat for. Because Gallows went way up high for it and just drilled drilled him down. Um, Then, of course, there's... Never mind the uh, the Spanish fly that Moose delivers.
3: Oh, listen. Like, so what the hell? Wow. When he did it and he got up there mm-hmm. and there was that movement to get in the right position, I just knew they were going to kill each other. <laughs> I just knew that Omega was coming down on his neck or, you know, something bad was about to happen. But he pulled it off surprising me but um that was that was good for a a guy the size of Moose
0: now we get we get five different V triggers during this matchup ultimately um just the V trigger that Omega nails on Swan and then hitting the one winged angel that seals the deal um I was I have to agree with Sonny uh Sonny Chase from the uh, corner to corner chat uh I was surprised that Rich Swann took the fall on this matchup. I really, really didn't think that was going to take place because, right again, going back to those old old rules of a big supercard, neither champion's going to lose, right? So I was really surprised to see a clean pinfall.
3: Yeah, but it's not, it's not a super card. And I, I think, so, we... You know, it, to me, the the Omega versus Swan for the title, title for title, mm-hmm. you know, may or may not ever happen. Who knows, right? But right. as far as like right. last night, I think Impact is giving the rub to AEW because AEW is in turn giving the rub to Impact. You know what I'm saying? So, AEW is bringing impact viewers. And then, well, you know, Omega's one of the best in the world. Some consider the best in the world. So, let's let them go over Swan cleanly. And then as we move forward in this arrangement, maybe we get the title for title match. Well, and and that's, then, you know, who knows what happens there. But, I mean, it's a six-man match. It's, it's I mean, it's no different than, you know, what the WWE does. I mean, mm-hmm. think of how many times the WWE's done it where somebody pins a champ and, oh, she, she'll be first in line, you know, that, or he's first in line now because he pinned the champ.
0: Right, right.
3: You know what I'm saying? I think I think they just – it's that same
0: stupid formula.
3: Kenny pins a champ clean. Well, guess what? Now he should get a – title shot
0: the outsider gets the title shot Mm -hmm. damn stupid old school (laughs) storylines
3: so but i i mean i did enjoy this match i didn't think i was gonna like it with moose Mm -hmm. but Moose brought it
0: you know i actually think i liked it better than what i thought would take place with the guns
3: Oh, no, she I wanted the guns.
0: Well, I just didn't want to see... What I didn't want to see was the Good Brothers just throwing Shelly and uh, Saban around. You know what I mean? Because they did that plenty to Swan and to Saban. So to have Moose in there, to kind of have some, some size, made it, okay, at least for a little while. Maybe we don't know how this is going to end.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: So I mean that's yeah. that's that's, that's what, that was what I really took away from it.
3: Yeah, again, I, I you know I wanted the guns, and mm-hmm. I was very, I was pleasantly surprised by Moose's performance. Yeah, and I I I and so if I had to pick like a star that match, you know somebody to give the old platinum star from school to, I'd put it I'd I'd give it right to Moose. I I you know, I think the kid I think you brought it. I mean, it's been a long time since I've seen Moose do like that.
0: It really uh it, it was a pleasant surprise. You know, I'm glad to see stuff like that take place. A solid solid pay-per-view delivered by Impact. Um and hey, they should feel good about it. You know, it ride the wave because this was a great great show and uh they deserve a little bit of time to enjoy their success. Mm.
3: Oh, and uh, we should also mention that uh, Moose did say something about showing up
0: on AEW. Mmm, man. So, would you have Moose attack Kenny Omega?
3: No. So, I think Kenny and Swan are kind of sewed up. Uh If we have this proverbial super show. I think they're sewed up. I think Moxley is sewed up. Um, I think probably the young bucks are sewed up. Um, but somebody like Brian Cage,
2: ooh,
0: okay, for the
3: FTW world title.
0: <laughs> oh,
3: jeez. Um, you know where these two <laughs> monsters could just go beat the tar out of each other. Mm-hmm. And you know they they you know they, they were together in Impact, so they'd be used to it. Um, you know, something like that. Um, him and uh, Lance Archer. Uh, you know, so just two big behemoths, mm-hmm. and just turn them loose and let them just beat the tar on each other.
0: Rob, with your with your uh, opinion here, looking at Impact and AEW's partnership and how they've really shined each other where do you stand on this is this a long-term solution you think this is a short-term gig for uh for impact or do they have a longer longer plan in place
1: well i kind of think it i i hope it's done if it's done smartly like obviously you know they're a lot smarter than i am because they're in the business but uh but I would use it long-term, but only when it suits the brands. Does that mm-hmm. make sense? Like, Sure. It wouldn't do, like, you know, every week it's an impact person versus an AEW person. But, like, when storylines cross, you know, knowing that, you know what? Luke Cage is saying, no one can take me, no one can take me. And then all of a sudden, like Brian said, Moose shows up. You know, like, hey, I was sitting over there and was hearing that you were you didn't have enough competition. You know? Or, like, you got the expedition of gold or something like that going on. Then, you know, yeah, relevant. I think used in the right way, it could be a long-term goal. I think if it's every week, then it turns into a raw SmackDown type thing. hmm You know, where we always complain that we wish that, if they're going to have the brand separate, then they'd have the brand separate. You know, right, right. If you're going to have it all mixed, then hell, just have it all mixed. So, like, if TNA and if A and E, AEW and Impact are going to be together every week, then hell, just join. But, um, but I think one offs and every once in a while, like you know, a yearly super show, and you know, the young bucks go down to wrestle for the title, you know, or. The Bullet Club comes up to help Kenny Omega. That, I think, is cool. I mean, I think it's positive for both brains, especially Impact at this point, to hitch their their wagon to a star. Let your titles be broadcast on network television,
4: Mm -hmm.
1: you know, that you don't have a chance to have right now, but then, you know, bam. Now you have a TV deal without having a TV deal. Yeah, and
0: and that's a big part because right now their TV deal is minimal. Um, You're able to find them on Twitch. You can catch them on Access, but less and less cable networks seem to have access anymore.
1: And this is their chance to build that brand back, you know? Like, hey, you know, look at us. Bring attention to their Twitch and everything. But then who knows? If they have some good matches with some good people, AEWR or whatever, then boom. Maybe they get that television deal. Maybe... TNT says, you know what? TBS needs a wrestling show.
0: Holy cow. (laughs) You know? Well, I think that that AEW has the Turner conglomerate probably pretty well locked up. But I I feel like you're right. I feel like Impact could certainly benefit from the exposure they're getting. And with this kind of successful pay-per-view, this just shows that they're much more viable than that of just a fly-by-night. Um, and they have some real stars in their midst. Brian, I was surprised to see the Young Bucks did not show up last night. I was hoping that they would. But uh, I, I feel like what Rob just said is really relevant if, if the, relevant. if the Bullet Club can still keep themselves intermixed between the two companies, that could be the bridge.
3: Yeah, but so I think you got to go back and look at Wednesday.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Very Remember true. Who was who was Kenny supposed to be partnered with? <laughs> well,
0: <laughs> I liked how Don Callis did that. By the way, I really did like it where he's like his best friends, the and then he says good brothers. I was like, son of a. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
3: So I mean, they hooked us, but so do I think it hurts them or hurts the the Bullet Club? Uh, God, I don't even feel. I don't know what to call them. Does it feel Uh, weird
0: calling them Bullet Club?
3: Well, so, I... I mean, I don't know. I don't know if I should call them Bullet Club. I don't know if they're just, like, trolling the fans. And I'm one of them, or or what. You know, because I don't think... Once Omega, or, you know, any of the rest of them say anything, then that's one thing. But, so... I think the... I'd be, I'd be interested to see what happens with the bucks. Right. So, but we do know that we have some potential bully clubbers appearing here. Right. Making the trip. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think one of them is supposedly home in Florida anyway. in Kenta. Right. Um, But old Jay White. Could be snowballed in the hell out. Of everybody still be under contract with New Japan Pro Wrestling. Show up and team with the Young Bucks to take on Gallows.
0: And Holy a- and shit! Omega. I didn't even think of that. Wow. Yeah. I
3: mean, I mean, how many you know how many times are the Young Bucks gonna be like shunned? You know. Mm-hmm. And then before they're like, you know what? We'll just we'll go get a third of our own. Right. And it turns out to be Jay White.
0: All right, damn, <laughs> nice call, Brian. I did not think of that. That that way well, you want to talk about something I wouldn't see coming. Jay White shows up on AEW in the Bucks against the Club, the Bullet Club. Jeez, wow. Uh, <laughs> that's just got uh, madness written all over it. Yeah,
3: and again with Jay, Jay leads you into the New Japan getting added into the mix Um, maybe it's Kenta uh, versus Moxley somewhere along the way because again if Moxley can't go to New Japan to defend the title why not send Kenta to AEW Mm -hmm. and of course Kenta is still uh, BC so maybe it's Kenta and the Young Bucks Um, and you just have like Two factions until something brings them all together.
1: Yeah, I can see that. Oh, you won't come to us? That's fine. And then he showed then the screen, the place goes dark. And all of a sudden, there he is. Mm-hmm. Damn. Well, well, I mean, Kenta's uh, on his
3: uh, uh, Instagram or whatever was like, I'm home. And then it says about uh, Florida. Mm-hmm. Jack, not Jackson, Orlando maybe or something like that. You know, hashtag something Florida, wherever he lives in Florida. So he's in the states, Kenta. So it was just—it's just, it's just uh, you know to me a matter of time before that trigger gets pulled.
0: Well, one, I mean way or the other, you figure. I mean he John Moxley has held the United States Championship for over three hundred and seventy-three days mm-hmm. for New Japan. Um, This has been teased for us for months, really. Kenta demanding that Moxley surrender the title to him. And that by itself would be like jaw-dropping, right? Especially on Dynamite. But add to that the fact that Moxley just recently did a video in the New Japan headquarters, right? Responding to Kenta. We've got that. we got Jay White, who is a quote-unquote free agent, like Brian just mentioned, he could be snowballing all of us.
3: Yeah, well, again, I think last week I said he's got like two or three more years on his contract.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah.
3: Um, I think so. So I think it's a snow job. I I think it's to just build, Mm -hmm. um, to help, uh, you know, push forward, whatever weird crazy hopefully super show we got in the works
0: wow there's so much room for this kind of a show now um you know moving over transitioning over to uh new year smash night two I, I don't really feel like it all of night two needs to be covered in depth like we did for hard to kill there are some standout moments though that i wanted to make sure we talked about um if, in fact, we were to see Jay White make a surprise appearance in AEW, boy, is that a, a crowded dance floor. They got a lot of people there and a lot of storylines happening right now. Um, Darby Allen and Brian Cage for the TNT title. Wow. Um, this was the right mix of David and Goliath. Uh, Darby taking a beating for a majority of the match, which makes sense, and then Cage getting worn out. And getting exposed because of that. Which made sense. And the story told a good story. Bully Ray said recently that he feels that NXT versus AEW. That NXT is a more polished product. People on social media were very vocal about how they felt. Well, you know, this is one of those times where AEW is just a better program. Could very well be, but... If we're really talking about what tells a better story, I felt that Darby and, and Cage told a hell of a story.
3: Well, I, I agree. I don't think it's over either. Yeah. I think we I think we're gonna this will play out probably to the pay per view in February. Is it February. Yeah, I think it's February. Um and then that's when you'll get the big payoff. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, you're right. I mean if for Darby to take that what a brute brutal tail whipping. Mm-hmm. And then to have Sting pop up at the very last second to help Darby uh, you know, get the the surprise roll up on cage. Um I thought was absolutely perfect.
0: Yeah, I, I liked seeing um I enjoy seeing the, the evolution of Darby Allen. I feel like he does have that certain uh, presence to him, like Sting did as the crow. Genesse quoi. Yeah, yeah. that, that certain Genèse quoi. Look at that. Look at that. We're getting uh, like international <laughs> up in here. Um, I will say this uh, Ricky Starks owes Sting a receipt for getting his jaw broke by a baseball bat. <laughs> Good God. <laughs> so, lights go out. Sting shows up, ta-da! Everybody's like, oh, crap, it's Sting. And then Sting just wallops Ricky Stark right in the mouth with that bat. And it wasn't like a full-on baseball swing. Don't get it twisted. I'm not saying that Sting tried to kill somebody. But he does his typical, you know, he's going to hit him in the gut with the bat. And I don't know if Ricky just didn't didn't think. Or he's just like, let me sell it really well or what. But he decides to bend down when he's getting ready to take the shot. So part of the bat comes off his face <laughs> and hits him in the gut. And I, all I could think of was, damn, Ricky's dead.
2: <laughs> damn, Ricky's dead. Oh, my
0: God, they killed Ricky. <laughs> <laughs> he I mean, it, he
1: heaved when he should have hoed.
0: Yeah, that was um, – I'm sure Sting's like, <clears throat> ooh, you all right? You all right, kid?
1: What are
3: you going to say to Sting, right? Right, right, right. The Undertaker. What are you going to say to the Undertaker?
0: Way to go, man. Uh, Hey, thanks for the bat to the face. Thanks. Hey, Mark. Hey, Mark. That hurt.
1: Shut up, kid.
0: I'm going to give you as many suplexes as I want.
1: (laughs) What's my name again?
0: Oh. Thanks Thanks for the house, sir. (laughs) Uh. The, the interaction between um, Ale- not, not Alex Marvez jeez, Adam Page in the Dark Order uh, has made the the ability to handle the loss of Brody Lee John Huber easier because it is making the Dark Order shine and man, there's a big big part of me that hopes that, that Adam Page doesn't swerve us and actually joins the Dark Order i'm I'm really hoping he does I
3: don't think so. I think this is setting up for the Adam page dark order feud that we've been waiting for um, I think I, th- I think somebody like Eric will come along and the dark Order will just you know when Adam's like no you know i I can't join y'all or whatever right that's when we'll get Eric and uh because I mean, it, it would literally make no sense to to flip one of your biggest baby faces because you don't have but so many like major baby faces.
0: Well, I and that's right just it. You have Cody. Well, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I was just about to say that. Look at you. Get out of my head, man.
3: Reading his mind. Out of you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, unless you count the bastard, but I don't think we're there yet. He's close, but he's, you know, not like full-on
0: babyface yet. Uh, you might as well call him one. The crowd loves him. Oh, yeah. Dude. Oh, yeah. Um, and, and as much as I love Eddie Kingston on a microphone is as much as I don't want to see Eddie Kingston in the ring. Why? I'm sorry, man. I just He just doesn't do it for me. That back fist that he delivers, it just looks like a, a real faint, lazy slap. <laughs> I'm just like, ugh. And, and maybe it's just, look, Eddie Kingston's had a hell of a career. He's had a very long career. And there's a lot of great matches of his that I've enjoyed. Especially his work in uh, Lucha Underground. But here in AEW, I mean, I just, I don't know. His promos are spot on. I don't think he's ever delivered a bad promo. Ever. But I just, I want to, I wanted to see the bastard just beat the snot out of him. That's what I wanted to see. <laughs> And and I, I don't know. And maybe it's just because I'm such a big bastard fan now.
3: I think it'll happen again. I I think it'll probably uh, February. You'll get one of these uh, no DQ or you know whatever type matches.
4: Mm
3: -hmm. I mean AEW has a funny way of wrapping things up in a bow. Eventually, yeah, just trying to figure out where they do it. They don't. I mean, it's not like. You know, other places where they start something and never finish. They seem to like to finish. It just take, it may take them a while. Sometimes they do it in a week, and sometimes they do it five months down the road.
0: So, we, we talked about some of the positives of New
3: Year's Smash. What? I mean, you forgot uh, Conte and uh, Deeb.
0: Uh, well, okay, yeah. We'll do that first, and then I'll, I'll go into the something that, that kind of annoyed me. Uh, Ty Conte. Uh, uh, took on Serena Deeb in a tremendous matchup for the NWA Women's Championship. Um, this is one of those matchups where, honestly, going in, I really felt that Conti was going to win um, because of just the momentum that she's built. And I, and I really feel strongly that the agreement between the NWA and AEW is so good that they could do a title change and then do it right back a few weeks later, and it would be perfect. And I honestly was kind of thinking that that would happen. But Deeb just, what another, uh, we talked about Diana Perrazzo earlier, you know, a huge miss, a dropped ball. How about Serena Deeb? Uh, you let this woman go, and she was a trainer. You couldn't even take advantage of that, much less the ability she has in the ring. Just a great match between these two. <clears throat> bro, who
3: coughed? That was me. Was that right? No, oh. was... uh, yeah, so D, <coughs> um, she just has this way of looking unbeatable. Yeah. Um, and you know eventually paths are going to cross. Right. Between, um, you know, the AEW champion Nshita or um, when the NWA finally decides to open back up um, and you know know, the belt's going to go back to whoever the NWA picks but um, again very surprising I'm glad they have a second title women's title Mm -hmm. um, for somebody like her um, but even, even, even if she was, uh, the AEW, uh, women's champ, I mean, she just, she has this look of being unbeatable. She looks legit. She, you know, she plays the part.
0: Yeah, this was, uh, one of those times where it really could have gone either way and I'd have been pleasantly surprised. Rob, what did you think of this match?
1: I didn't see it, unfortunately.
0: Uh-huh. Well, then. being
1: out of town, I didn't get a chance to see it. Not a problem.
0: Well, we'll just move it right Conte's along.
1: Conti's you should watch.
0: Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, mm. yeah.
1: Special Wednesday. Good Lord. Sorry to ruin the thunder and the mode. sorry.
0: Yeah, that that's okay. We can just pause and reflect on Ty Conti.
1: Way to ruin the flow, Ralph. <laughs> Shh. Moment of
0: silence. Yeah, really, we're we're reflecting here.
3: We're, re- <laughs> yeah, we're reflecting.
0: <laughs> Jesus. Whew. Okay. All right. All right. Back back to business. Whew. I'm gonna need a minute. <clears throat>
3: and once again, the uh, opinions of Stan and Brian in this <laughs> They're not necessarily yada 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 yada.
0: Even though it should.
3: <laughs> yeah. Maybe this time.
0: <laughs> uh, okay. So. We talked about some big, big hits. Some great matches, right? Great moments. Some stuff that really just... uh, I like what they're doing with Miro. I like the rebuild. I like how they're gearing him up. Um, Having Chuck Taylor have to be his butler. Yeah, not so much. I will say that it's still really early in this storyline. So it could go a million different directions. So I won't rule it out. But I was just like what why why a butler but hey like i said very early in this storyline but those were my thoughts initially when i saw that i was like wait what we're doing what now
3: uh so uh, again i think it's just too early to tell i think once, um oh my god i'm so bad with names what's his name got hurt and went out um
0: uh, you okay, mean Trent. Trent. Part. Trent. Yeah,
3: Trent. Yeah. There we go. Trent. Once <laughs> Trent got hurt, you know, uh, it's kind of – they rely so much on each other mm-hmm. that I think you definitely need to find something for Chuck to do to, to stay on TV. Right. Um, and again, I mean, look at look at what could happen here. Maybe – Miro is like, you know what, uh, Chuck? Uh, go wrestle Orange Cassidy. You know? Now
0: that could be good.
3: You know, who who knows what kind of butlerhood is going <laughs> on with uh, Chuck Taylor right now? <laughs> butlerhood. Yeah, <laughs> butlerhood.
0: Does she have to? Uh, does he have to feed grapes to Penelope?
3: Oh no, it won't be Penelope. It'll probably be like Kip or something.
0: <laughs> Make sure the grapes are peeled.
3: <laughs> yeah. So, but, but again, so, you know, who knows where it goes. I'm not going to say it was probably the smartest thing to do, but again, you never know. It could be pure gold by the time it's all said and done.
0: Now I'm sure could Brian, be, maybe not. Brian, I'm sure this next segment that I'm going to talk about that annoyed me, you're going to have a retort for. So let me, let me get it in here first and then you can say what you got. Cause I'm sure you'll have a response, but I got to be fair to this. Inner Circle's New Year's resolutions. Uh, again, I feel like this was like just filler. Let's just throw something in there. Hey guys, take uh, whatever, however long it was, 15 minutes. There were plenty parts in this. For example, I thought Sammy calling Chris Jericho a tag team slut was absolutely hilarious. And I loved it. I loved that moment. Outside of that, why is Jake Hager being made to look like the Incredible Hulk? championships yeah what the hell dude (laughs) like
1: yeah did you not see his really bad temper tantrum the last week when he lost the match he was slamming the locker
0: yeah yeah i did see that but again you
1: could could (laughs) openly see where he was just starting to act as the camera turned on him (laughs) and he's he's trying to hit the lockers but not hit the lockers too hard right right yes as you know tony Khan's off the side going they ain't yours (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> don't break my stuff. <laughs> yeah.
1: This ain't the WWE. You don't break stuff and we pay for it. <laughs> uh,
0: that's I guess to me that's why I'm just like why? Just why are we doing this? Like MJF, I am still waiting for him to ultimately be the one that tears the inner circle apart or has Chris Jericho ousted. But as a whole, this this segment to me was just like yeah, okay, I could do without it. And having the ball fight amongst each other to be the tag team of the inner circle, yeah, I don't care. <laughs> I really don't care.
3: Yeah, but so what did you just say about MJF? Please repeat.
0: Okay. Uh, and like I said, I, I knew that you'd have a retort. But yes, <laughs> what I just said was that I'm still convinced that MJF will ultimately be the guy that tears the inner circle apart. Or has Chris Jericho ousted from the group? Try it one more time. I'm not saying it three times. Two's good. You get the point. One more time.
3: For me. For me. One more time. You're proving his point.
0: So. One more time. All right.
3: Listen to what you say.
0: I'm still convinced that MJF is the guy that tears (laughs) him apart. Or has Jericho ousted? All right. So. Do I need to say a four? Head. Do you want it a fourth time? I mean, I don't know. Sure. No, that might kill Demons. So legs. you got <laughs> it in your head, right? Right. I mean, it's in my head. Okay.
3: All right. So let's look at this. Let's 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 break this down. So down. tell me, please. In the last, uh, let's 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 go back to the dance. Uh, the the dinner dance. Horrible. You thought that segment was horrible?
0: Come on, man! It was bad. It was bad.
3: That was funny as crap. It was funny. It was funny. All right, it's so you oyster bar stuff. <laughs> let's <laughs> let's go back to that moment, right? We're just okay. going to use this moment. Okay. Those are pillows. Uh, tell me who the inner circle has really had an issue with.
0: Uh, Are we talking And you know few? the
3: answer because you just repeated it. You,
0: yeah, MJF. MJF.
3: Well, well, not just MJF itself, right? Mm-hmm. Well, what else have they got to do besides sit around and be like, "Uh, let's figure out who the tag team is? Right. Because, again, this leads to "Uh, let's figure out who we're going to make champion. You know who's going to go here, or who's going to go here? And eventually, we're going to get MJF and Jericho squaring off, and you're going to have the tag team, which will probably be Chantana Ortiz or uh, Big and Beautiful or whatever, whatever they're <laughs> big,
0: whatever and big and Beautiful. And <laughs> yeah, whatever it is. Um, yeah, Proud and what powerful. Is
3: the other guy. There we go. Yeah, proud and powerful. Uh, they'll split from the inner circle. You know, so you'll have Wardlow, MJF, and Santana and Ortiz, mm-hmm. you know, and Jericho will probably go play with Fozzie, and Sammy will probably put the panda head back on, <laughs> Jesus. Hager will probably go do UFC for a while. I mean, literally, they, they have not had anybody to fight with except themselves.
0: Right. I mean, and really, you know, since their they're feud with the Elite.
3: Yeah, and you know they're building, albeit ever so slow, uh, for MJF versus Jericho for control. And what better way to kick it off than for MJF and Jericho to, you know, maybe win the, the little who's the tag team, and then lose the title, you know, lose a title match or something.
0: And then MJF blames Jericho. Right. Well.
3: I mean, we got to start somewhere.
0: Yeah. And, again, here's another example of, you know, probably it's just way too early in the story uh, to really see how it plays out just yet.
3: And no, see, I, I think it's probably more along the lines of uh, if you don't pay attention or you're not watching. Mm-hmm. It, it you, it's not that it won't make sense. It's just you may not particularly be in favor of it.
0: I mean, there's that makes sense. there are times where AEW's work is just amazing. You know, like we would have never had a tag match like what we had with FTR. In the Bucks, right, in any other company. Mm-hmm. Seriously, we never would have. Um, or Hangman Page and Omega against the Bucks. We would have never had, you know, the development that we have had of a character like Darby Allin in another company, because I don't know that another company has that kind of patience right
1: now. Well, and also, you gotta look at Darby Allin as your typical his his character and his his character is usually, in other companies, made into a gimmick,
4: mm-hmm.
1: a, a shtick kind of person, you know? And also, the they, they write him off because of his size as, all right, well, he's nothing, you know?
4: Mm-hmm.
1: So, like, he would never have had the opportunity to show what he could do. Right. But that's what I, you know, we've also been saying that for years with this, you know... One of the things I love about the 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 in, invention of the TNA the TNT title is the fact that, like we've talked about, the need to have a title for this tier, you know,
0: like right, for this level.
1: Saying that that's not saying that Darby Allen is destined to be the TNT title tier forever. I'm just saying, mm-hmm. like it gives a tier, those people at that, tier, at that level a chance to show who they are and showcase what they are, and it's not being used as just yet another title to put on your main event. Right, right.
0: Well, and there's a clear understanding, and this is something that people like uh, Jim Cornette and other uh, old-school wrestling fans have said, that they feel like Tony Khan is just a money mark. But this is something that Tony Khan has demonstrated that he's not just another mark. Look at the patience that he's developed to develop the title. Look at what he's done to grow characters. Like, really, look at, look at what happened with Rusev towards the end of his run in WWE. How far down did they slide him? I mean, he was jobbing out pretty fast. Almost Heath Slater fast. And that's not a knock on Heath Slater. It's just how the company does their, their jobs. So, Tony Khan knew this. He recognized this. And so what he did was rather than just do kind of what Impact used to do and just throw him to the top of the card and leave him there, let him win the title, he instead took Miro and rebuilt Miro, Rusev, and is now making Rusev into not just a monster wrestler because, I mean, hey, that uh, camel clutch he did to Chuck Taylor was brutal looking, but he's also made it so that this guy is now... He's not a, a former WWE star. When you look at Miro, he is an AEW superstar. Period.
1: Like well, I also think that if you go... In, if they, the whole argument that Tony Khan is a money mark is just crap. Because if you look at all the talent that is out there.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: All the talent that he could have written a check and right. gotten whoever he wanted. They they have been very careful of who gets released from WWE or who gets released from this company. It doesn't mean magically you're going to show up on AEW. Right. Exactly. You know. It does mean like I mean look who they've let go. I mean they let the good brothers go. They didn't sign them. Mhm. The reason they got the good brothers is cuz they have the agreement with with Impact, uh, Impact. Yeah. You know. And so if you look at things like that that proves right there he's not a money mark. Because if he was, he would have gone after, he went after one group of people, the elite, you know, and that's that's the base group that he started the company with. Other than that, they've used their skills and reaching out because, I mean, Cody himself said tons of people, wrestlers, current, current talent, signed somewhere else, and not. Have called him and said, "Hey," and he's told them all the same thing. Doors open. You have to prove why you should come through. You know, and I mean, how easy would it have been for all those people just like, "Oh, I'm going there," and then Mm -hmm. Tony Pond write him a check.
0: Well, and that's what separates him. Problem, yeah.
1: And one thing I love that AEW does is they rotate it's not the same people every week on the show yeah you know you see your saint your main people but you know it's like it's different like you don't see nero every week miro every week mm-hmm. you know you see darby allen and tnt title every week you know kenny omega you're gonna see but it's like it's pretty, that, and that's that's what I like. It's just the programming that we've been asking about, and so yeah. I mean, if you're a money mark, the money mark example is Saudi Arabia. I'll yeah, you a lot of money, and you bring me all the old guys.
0: <laughs> that's a valid point, <laughs> and they're getting ready to do one in India. <laughs> Another Friday afternoon show, Brian. Are you ready? <laughs> Oh, you're not watching? Uh-uh. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> Look, I, I I like what they do, but I'm not watching on a Friday.
3: Yeah, no. Uh, but here's what you got to remember at AEW, right? Mm-hmm. So they're always going to be, or at for for the time being, they're going to be in competition with NXT. Right. Right. How long has NXT been around?
0: Uh, since. Late 13.
3: Okay, and before that it was...
0: FCW. Florida Championship. before
3: that person. it was... Ohio Brian Valley? Wrestling.
0: Taylor Wrestling. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, Ohio Valley is probably the, the smarter move there, yeah. Or Deep South, and then... A, yeah, I get your point, though. Farm system for a good while.
3: Okay. And they're backed by who? Uh,
0: Vince. Vince mister McMahon Who's been
3: in business since the 80s.
0: Yeah, and WWF has been in WWWF over 50 years.
3: Yes. However, you can't sit here and tell me that the WWE has always hit home
0: runs. Oh, no. Definitely not saying that. Yeah.
3: But I think it's a little unfair that this company who has... Been around for a year and four months, something mm-hmm. like that, mm-hmm. and they do things completely different than any other company, right? So the talent is responsible for putting certain things together, right? Right, and then they, of course you got to run it up the chain or whatever, but. You know, Tony plays his part and the executives play their part. But for the most part, everybody said, you know, Jericho, hey, you know, uh, here's here's your little synopsis. Go go create me, you know, mm-hmm. something to do with it. So getting back to the the inner circle and, you know, they got nothing to do right now. Right. Whereas on other programming. They would be written off TV. Jericho is probably like, let's just keep this Mm in-house. And there's a lot of times it ain't going to make no sense to nobody. But, you know, Tony's only been at this for, again, a year, four months, Mm -hmm. maybe a little bit longer than that, but actively, like, putting on shows. Right. I mean, I think the guy deserves a break.
0: Oh yeah. I mean, when I tell you that, or what I'm commenting to is more along the lines of what I've read. I'm definitely not saying that I consider him to be a money mark. That that wasn't yeah, what yeah, I was but, saying.
3: But even the cornet in them, right? So I mean, yeah. you're talking about a guy that's no longer actively in the business, and mm-hmm. because he can't uh, keep his grumpiness to himself. <laughs> True. <laughs> He probably never will be again, right? The smartest guy in the world who is constantly thinking he's smarter than everybody else
4: Mm
3: -hmm. is not, he's like us. He's not actively doing anything, Mm -hmm. but in the same time, if you were to compare moments and again, we'll use NXT because that's who they get compared to Mm -hmm. in the COVID era and you listed the top 10 moments, I'll lay money. AEW's probably got seven or eight of them.
0: Oh, I think uh, beyond a shadow of a doubt, when you look at the breakdown between the two companies, and we, I think we've touted this for a while, um, AEW really and truly capitalized on what it would take to keep their program fresh during COVID, and they have mm-hmm. been perfect at it. As close to perfect as you can be.
3: And to Rob's point, you know, Cody Rhodes and uh, Matt Cardone are supposedly really good friends. Mm-hmm. And we got Matt for what, a show?
0: If that, maybe two. Um, no, maybe two shows. Two, yeah, two shows. Uh, yeah,
3: Two yeah. shows and he was gone. Yep. yep. I mean, I, I think we just all have to realize Tony's only been doing this for such a short time. <laughs> He's doing things that nobody else has ever done.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: He's doing things that we haven't seen since the 80s. Mm-hmm. Let's see what happens. Let's just enjoy it.
0: Yeah. Well, and I think that that's a great way, and I think that's how we'll close out. That is exactly what we, as fans, would rather do. Just enjoy exactly. it. Just enjoy it, man. It, because the ride right now is, is a hell of a ride. Um, And that is... I think that should take precedent over expectation, over previous experience. Just enjoy what is happening in front of you, because God knows we're not going to see another thing like this for a long time. I, I really believe that.
1: Right, and I, I, it goes back to what you know I've said, and we've all said is like this is a great chance to be a wrestling fan. Mm-hmm. You know, if you enjoy the wrestling business, just take your hat off one time Mm -hmm. stop comparing one to the other and just enjoy what you see Mm
4: -hmm.
1: because you would get more out of it by watching the program for what it is instead of watching it to find things wrong with it or the Mm -hmm. things that you know like just watch them to enjoy it yeah because I'd tell you this like I am not the most dedicated AEW watcher I don't watch You know, I'm not the most dedicated WWE watcher right now. But when I tune in to AEW, I enjoy what I see. You know, I enjoy watching it. I like the feel, the camera work and all that. Mm -hmm. There's times I tune into the the machine and I enjoy what I see. You know, like there's times where it's like nails on a chalkboard. But enjoy it. Yeah. Because like you said we won't get this time again for a long time in this country. In, in, not in this country, but in the world of wrestling. Yeah. Because how long has it been since there's some, been some fresh, you know, light?
0: Easily, you know? I would say that this would go back to the Monday Night Wars was the last time we had this kind of a excitement and
1: buzz. Yeah, so I mean... Like I was excited when Lucha came because I liked Lucha,
4: but mm-hmm.
1: that was a whole different level. <laughs> Played yeah. the last window matches and stuff. Oof, yeah, that stuff was brutal.
0: All right, so uh, as we come up on it, we've still got the Royal Rumble in our sights. We've got uh, the <laughs> we've got Revolution coming up for AEW. Um, Impact's next pay per view is in April. Um, so there's a lot of room between here and there to see what happens next. Uh, a lot of swerves and a lot of sharp left turns. Uh, and even the rumor that fast lane is coming back. What do you know? But all in all, Hey, hell of a week of wrestling. Congratulations to impact. I'll say it again. Hard to kill top notch show. Really enjoyed it. Uh, final grade. I'd give it a B. Mm. That's
3: pretty good. I can't argue with
0: that. Uh, New Year's Smash, both nights, um, really good. AEW did a great job delivering. Want to see more of what is to come of the Bullet Club? I think we all do. I think that kind of goes without saying.
3: Yeah, I mean, they are probably the hottest thing that's hit wrestling in years. Yeah, yeah.
0: All right. Well, then, uh, catch up (laughs) with here at... uh, C two C at corner to corner. Catch up with the boys on Twitter. You got Rob Hefner at Rob Hefner C two C on the Twitter bot at STRCP twenty one for Brian Taylor. Uh, uh, S- I think
3: I'm gonna change mine. Are you? Yeah. Oh I think boy. I'm change it to Stan's Getting the Wrench.
0: Oh not the pipe wrench. Damn it. I was hoping you'd forget.
3: Well, duck, Dodge, <laughs>
0: Zigwin, you should have zagged. Uh,
3: there's none of that. You're getting a third one now. <laughs> oh, duck, dodge, dodge, dive. Yes. Thank you, Rob.
0: <laughs> Catch up with me at Stan Grub or the man dodging pipe wrenches. Uh, and then, of course, hey, I'll add the show at C2C Radio Show on Twitter, corner-to-corner Corner wrestling on Facebook, C2CRadioShow.com for the website. And, of course, we are proud members and participants in New Attitude Media. Catch up with them on newattitudemedia.com. We will see you again, same bat time, same bat channel, next weekend. Catch us then. Have a great night, everybody. We'll see you next week. I'm not opening the door. I won't do it. I'm
3: going to do it sideways.
0: Ha, <laughs> ha,